Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, uh, Robbie. Be a little odd if Brupolo was in Artesia. Oh, yes. Now that one would be weird. They're probably they're close enough to Starkville that they can just right make outside, the trip right outside of Starkville. Yeah, they can make the trip. So they'll, they'll just make good. the trip over to yeah. Strange Brews, two locations in Starkville. Two two locations. Or if they would like to, they can get on the highway and go over to Brupolo and Tupelo. I mean, that's a little further, but yeah, but sure. Well, wherever you are in our great state, if you're too far away to get on that to make that short trip, you can always just have the Strange Brew make the trip to you. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order for shipping. They've got you taken care of. Every kind of coffee maker you've got on the counter, they've got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. If you're looking for clothes, something for the car, something for the tailgate, or something for your house, Whatever you're looking for, Mississippi State, it's at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant. Period. End of sentence. That's the one to choose. And whatever kind of eater you've got in the family, they've got something on the menu at Humble Taco for them. Vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, keto-friendly. They got it all. But if you're just a regular old glutton like me and Robbie and just want to eat good tacos and chips and queso, oh, yeah, I'm calling you a glutton. You got something to say? He's he's in there stuffing his face with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's he's telling me he's trying to tell me he's not a glutton. I was about to say, let me chew afternoon. my can I chew my food up first before That's I what I'm defend saying. myself? Well, I'm not a glutton as I take a bite of this peanut butter and jelly sandwich and Doritos. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich and my Dorito. Uh, Dori- she put them in the sandwich. That's what you, you know, get a a cavalcade of textures and flavors. And give me that Dr Pepper, dang it! <laughs> it's the sweet one. <laughs> anyway, Humble Taco, they got a menu full of great stuff, and they've got a, they are waiting to see you this weekend. Great, outstanding weather to sit out there on their fantastic patio, have a margarita, and have some awesome tacos. Firehouse Subs, I talk about it every day here on this podcast. What a great spot that is to choose if you want to get lunch because the food is great. But on top of that, you're talking about a place where you can help your community. 
October is First Responders Month at Firehouse Subs. When you place an order, you get the option to buy a medallion, $1, $5, or up to $25, and you can support the Firehouse Subs Public, Public Safety Foundation, which provides life-saving grants for equipment and training to first responders organizations across our country, including $800,000 alone donated in the state of Mississippi. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. You're helping your community and you're getting a great lunch when you go to Firehouse Subs. Bobby Falk, here's what we know about Mississippi State and, uh, and, and Arkansas as far as K.J. Jefferson goes. Not a lot. Not a lot. Nothing is cleared up yet. We're going to talk a little later in the show with Andrew Hutchinson. He's been covering the Hogs a long time now with Best of Arkansas Sports. But, Robbie, we'll talk about KJ in the second half of the show. I feel like that's dominated the, the headlines as well. It should. It's, it's, a, big, it's a big thing that's, that's happening. But I, to me, this game, even with if KJ Jefferson was going to play, is not decided by his presence. It's more decided by the fact of this. Arkansas is one of the worst pass defenses in all of college football. They simply cannot stop the pass. They give up a lot of big plays. And when you're playing Mississippi State, that's a huge deal. To me, the matchup that I'm, I have an eye on is State's offense versus Arkansas's defense, and I think State has a big advantage there. Yeah, I think really it boils down to how quickly can Will Rogers get the ball out, which he's been usually pretty good about because something tells me that Arkansas is going to try to dial up some pressure because, I mean, what do they have to lose? Right. The, the secondary struggled no matter what. So you might as well try to make Will Rogers as uncomfortable as possible and force some bad throws and not have to have your secondary covering Ra-Ra Thomas or Caleb Ducking or Rufus Harvey or whatever for four seconds. Mm -hmm. So if something tells me we're going to see some of that pressure, can State block up front first and foremost and keep some of that pressure off Will Rogers and can he get the ball out in time? Because if he's getting the ball out in time, I feel good about Mississippi State's chances. Um, I, I don't think that LSU's – I mean, Arkansas is going to be able to cover like LSU did or, um, you know, really affect things when the ball's in the air like, like they did. So, I, you know, f for me, I think what Arkansas does well is they, they can get some pressure and they have some really good linebacker play too. So I feel like they're going to be able to, to defend the run a little better than what we saw against Texas A&M. So for Mississippi State, it's it's to me getting the ball out in time and being able to protect Will Rogers because I I, I really feel like the defense is going to be able to get off the field. Um, they're going to throw up some empty possessions. State's going to have to score some points in this game. Obviously, you have to score points to win. When you look at Arkansas defensively, I mean, this is just not the stat lines you would expect to see from Barry Odom. Uh, Arkansas has given up thirty-one points a game. Right now, they're giving up 430. Had had in front of 433 yards total offense a game, 289 yards a game in the air. Teams are averaging uh, 15 yards per completion against Arkansas. Think about that. Now, Mississippi State's offense is obviously built differently, but you're getting not only a first down, but you're getting a chunk play. You're on the verge of an explosive play every time you catch a pass against Arkansas. They've given up seven touchdowns in the air, only three interceptions. 
Against the run, they haven't been that great either. They're giving up 143 yards per game on the ground. They've given up 12 rushing touchdowns this year. This is this defense is is not what I would have expected at all from from Barry Odom from Sam Pittman's teams. And they've got talent, especially at the linebacker position. Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders are outstanding linebackers. I know they've had a lot of injuries, but Robbie, defensively, this team is a train wreck. Yeah, kind of surprised by that. I I really thought that their defense would be better than this at this point, but I think it's just the turnover and they haven't. I mean, Drew Sanders is was a really good get out of the transfer portal, and thank goodness for him because I don't know what this defense would be like without him. I mean, I think he's leading the SEC in sacks. I want to say he's right up there in tackles. He's a he's a difference maker for them. And then Bumper Pool is he's got to be closing in on like the incident record in tackles. I don't I don't know. I mean he's been there for seven well, years. Well, I mean you got to put an asterisk back on that. He's been there since 1987. That's right. Like Raleigh Norris is like, oh my god, this dude. <laughs> when is he ever Norris. going to leave? Paul just winced if he's listening to the show. Yeah. So I mean they they have been good at linebacker, but. And I think their defensive line is is okay. That secondary is bad. And like you said, I mean, the, the injuries is really kind of the big issue. Mm-hmm. Safeties, defensive backs, injuries, not a whole lot of experience. So, uh, you know, what, what are we going to see from that defense is kind of the big thing. I think they're going to have to have some turnovers in this game to really feel good about their defense. Because I, I, it feels like State's going to be able to move the football. I talked about this, uh, I think, yesterday on Sports Talk Mississippi. You know, against AM State's game plan early was just take the short passes, right? I think there was a point where Rodgers had completed like 24, 25 passes, but he only had like 150, 160 yards. And then later in the game, uh, you know, they were able to hit those deep balls to Ra Ra Thomas and, and sort of open things up a little bit. But this game, I think it could be the other way around. I think State might try this secondary very early try to get some of the deep passes to Ra-Ra to Tulu Griffin and and see if they can't break this game open early instead of playing it conservative. And then in the second half, just wear them down with the short passing game. That that could very well be what they decide. I think it just depends on what they what they see because Barry Odom has has been known to he, he's not going to stick with one thing. He's going to he's going to change it up. Um Although last year, I think it was against Georgia, they had like three down linemen, and that was such a weird game plan. Mm-hmm. I think that's that was the game, and Georgia was just absolutely murdering them up front. But anyway, you know, when they played State uh, a couple years ago, they came out and and kind of laid the blueprint with that drop eight mm-hmm. and that zone that they were running. Um, I'm interested to see if he goes that same direction in this game and just decides to drop eight because if he does that. I, I don't know if that's going to work out for them just because yeah. I feel like State's going to be able to say, okay, well, we have running backs that are averaging six yards a rush, so we'll just do that. And you have a quarterback who's just more comfortable. Yeah. You know, two years ago, K.J. Costello, for whatever reason, that that zone made him uncomfortable. You know, He had he a lot out. of – He didn't know what to do. He didn't. Will Rogers, if you give him windows, and he'll find them, and he'll, or he'll just dump it off for the running backs, and they'll just – you know, they will dink and dunk you right down the field. So I'm very interested, like you said, to see the Arkansas game plan defensively. But at the end of the day, you know, game plan or not, Arkansas is just, they're just lacking defensively. This has the potential to be a really big game for Will Rogers and, and not really on a national stage, you know, 11 a.m. SEC network, but 
And I'm I'm not going to talk about Heisman. That's that's a silly thing to talk about with a with a quarterback who's not going to win more than you know nine ten games at the absolute best this season. But he is starting to go until they win the next two games, and then you start saying, hey, "State might can win ten or eleven games." Well, I would I would be willing to say ten if they when they if they beat Kentucky if they're six and one. I don't you know think you you no. know that you're going to be in the mood. <laughs> not that kind of mood. No, uh, no, I, I will not say they're going to be. I out. said in the mood, not in the nude. In the big nude Sunday or Saturday. Um, anyway, I, I'm not changing my mind on on Alabama and probably not on Georgia either. Unless some, Georgia has another stinker this weekend, I might talk about Mississippi State beating Georgia. If they if if they come out against Auburn and struggle, exactly. I'm going to start be like, oh, I, maybe. I'm going to start believing. Yeah, but Alabama, I'm not, not quite. We believe, but yeah. I'm. You know, Alabama there, has be beaten Mike hint. Leach in the last two years, ninety to nine. I'm going to hold off on that. This is the year. <laughs> Somebody clip that. Do I have a producer? Where is he? Uh, I, I totally lost track of where. I was. Okay, Will Rogers. He he he's starting to garner just. I think he had some buzz before the LSU game. And then the LSU game happened and you lose and, and it sort of is what it is. I think he got a lot of that juice back and now you're starting to see his name rising up the list of college quarterbacks around the country. Yes. Uh, no, I, I feel like you're starting to see just such a command over this offense at this point that it doesn't really matter what defense is thrown out there. I mean, the, the LSU game kind of notwithstanding at this point, because I think we're both kind of chalking that up to an anomaly now that that was kind of, you know, I, I think that state just did not play well at all in that. Like, I, I think they were, they're, they're much better than what they showed in that game offensively. I you, agree with that. I don't there. know if anomaly is the right word. L- state losing to LSU is not an anomaly. They've done it 26. I'm talking about the, the game. Years. I'm talking about the performance. I, like I, that, I'm not going to label it as an anomaly. Playing badly in Tiger Stadium, State does it almost every year. Okay, I'm talking about in this season, though. I'm I talking about what you're saying. I don't think that that is Mississippi State, the team that was on the field. I don't think that was Mississippi State. I'm agreeing with you that perhaps the environment playing at Tiger Stadium played into it. I'm saying Mississippi State is not that bad of a football team. I, I agree with that, but I also would not label the performance an anomaly. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're labeling you're labeling an anomaly. You're, you're, an you're anomaly. saying that that game that? that game is it happens a lot. It's so, more of an outlier that, than an anomaly. An outlier and an anomaly no. are basically the same no. thing. No. Oh my no. god, I, I can't I can't do this. I'm just you. saying. Oh, uh, Texas A&M people are still tweeting at me that Emmanuel Forbes is offsides. <sighs> I'm glad we 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 changed subjects. We, we can get back on the same page here. I'm Those sorry, people are idiots. I, you got people on Texas board saying, "I spoke to somebody at AM that they called us." They don't call you, man. They no. make a public statement. I, 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 anyway, I, I can't do it. Uh, so anyway, back to Will Rogers. <clears throat> um, I think he's just got such a command on this offense, and also the the running game. I think is just is changing. The way this offense works, there were so many times where you know defenses would just absolutely handcuff mm-hmm. Mississippi State's offense because they just could not run the football. 
or would not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking back at some of their stats in 2020, and they would have like negative two rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. on like 16 even against carries. The LSU when, in 2020 when they had the huge passing day, they were negative nine passing yards or rushing yards that day. Yeah, I, it's just, and then now you're looking at states averaging 90 yards a game, 90 yeah. plus a game. I mean, their their running backs are closing in on averaging 100 yards a game if they aren't already. So. It, it just adds a different element, and it's been something that we've been talking about from the start. If you can just show a little bit that you can run the football, you don't have to rush for 200 yards. Right. Just show a little bit because that's when you start. What happened last week whenever Mississippi State started running the football, offense was kind of running a little fast pace. You saw, saw that big shot to Ra Ra Thomas. You saw yeah. a big play downfield to Tulu Smith. I mean, Tulu Smith. I'm, I'm so sorry. Tulu Smith. Uh, I'm so sorry. Tulu had a big had a big pass play, um, and, and plays like that open up whenever you do that, and that's what's going to happen in this game too. I, I can guarantee you, if Mississippi State's able to run the ball with success, you're going to start seeing some shots downfield against this defense. And again, you know, as I pointed out, Arkansas's defense, as bad as it is against the pass, it hasn't been exactly locked down against the run. De- Devon Achain had a great game against them. Uh, running the football. Cincinnati had some success running the football against them. I, 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 I'm, I make, I'm not making my prediction here, obviously, but I, I, it's going to be really tough to predict Arkansas to win because it feels like their defense is going to give up yards and points, and it's going to be on them to try to answer that. And without K.J. Jefferson, I, I don't see a path forward for that. I feel like it's, it's <clears throat> you got to have K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. I feel like, and they they, they have some uh, they have some options there at, at quarterback if they're able to uh, run the football. I mean, they they can move the football in Mississippi State a little bit, but you, I feel like both of those quarterbacks are a little one dimensional, mm-hmm. don't you? Like that, like right. Cade Fortin is a passer, and then um, and Hornsby is more of Hornsby a runner. Hornsby is more Hornsby is more of a runner. Right. He can throw it a little bit, but. The, Neither one of those guys are a true dual threat, right? Quite like KJ Jefferson, right? So um, it's going to be very difficult. It, it's going to be. I'll be impressed if Arkansas is able to to be consistent offensively on Saturday. I'll just put it that way. I'll be very, very impressed with the Razorbacks if they're able to do that. And I, I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again now. The one thing I would count on is with Arkansas, Sam Pittman. His team's not going to come in and lay down. They'll fight. They just they just may be outgunned. Is how I, is how I'm really looking at this football game. I think they're going to come out. They're going to come out. I think early, and they're going to really put out a great effort. And it's just going to be on Mississippi State to match that effort, and, and to you know, not allow themselves to to fall into the trap of well, they don't have KJ. You know, it should be an easy win for for for, the, for Mississippi State. Can't allow that to happen. Can't allow yourself to become complacent. You got to come out early in this game and strike. I think. Yes, agree. And th- this is one of those things that I-, I feel like if State can come out and have some success early, go up fourteen nothing. Arkansas is kind of like Texas A and M. I just don't know. After back to back losses, are they going to be able to kind of overcome that on the road? Yeah, uh, especially without their quarterback. Yeah, because you know doubt creeps in on some of these teams. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's something that that really kind of can affect you, especially mm-hmm. when you're on the road, like you said. So, 
I feel like success early in the game is huge. All right, let's get a little more Arkansas perspective. We'll move into that. That's in the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're tailgating this weekend, you know, you're doing a breakfast tailgate, hmm, maybe some steak breakfast burritos, breakfast tacos. That sounds like a fantastic idea. And then, of course, after the game, do whatever you like. But whatever you're cooking this weekend on the grill, in the stove, in the big Dutch oven, beef always makes it better. Head to your grocery stores, head to your local butchers, and get some beef cooking this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. What a great place to watch college football that will be on Saturday. You head there after the game, grab a plate of smoked wings, grab a couple of tacos. If Robbie's with you, he's getting pork belly tacos. If I'm with you, we're getting chicken chipotle tacos. They got a whole list of tacos. Great stuff there. And, of course, the sandwiches, the burgers, and everything else that makes Two Brothers one of the best places, not only in the in Starkville, but in the entire SEC. It's smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems will deliver it to you. And they've got 47 years of experience to back that up. So when you need copiers, printers, computers, laptops, whatever it is for your uh, business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you're not talking to a call center across the, the world. You're not talking to you know, an out-of-state consultant who may or may not be able to get to you this week. You're talking to somebody here in the great state of Mississippi. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. Call Advantage Business Systems at 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tired of living the three-stripe life and having to wear a shirt that everybody looks at you a little funny in? Well, I, I get that. So why not go with the Rogue and their collegiate collection, guys? Some of the best polos and quarter zips we've got. And it's getting to be quarter zip weather out there. The high this weekend in the low 70s. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. And if you could be rocking a quarter zip from the Rogue, you will get noticed. They've got the logos that you, the fans, want. The M over S, the Script State, the Walking Bully. No more Banner M. Nobody wants that. Uh, you know what, though? If you do want the Banner M, they've got you. They've got you. I might, I might, I might make fun of you a little bit. But they do have you there at the road. That's that's the difference they make because they're giving you quality products. It's an investment. It's not don't look at it as just I'm buying a shirt this year. I'm buying a shirt for a few years when you buy from the rogue. The rogue in Jackson, the rogue.com or the rogue on Instagram, the rogue JX. And no more three stripe stripe life. We're shopping at the rogue. All right, let's go to our interview. I talked earlier today with Andrew Hutchinson. We've had him on the podcast many times. He now works for Best of Arkansas Sports covering the Razorbacks. Let's get his thoughts and his information on Arkansas and what's expecting to happen this weekend. Joining me now on the podcast, Andrew Hutchinson. He covers the Razorbacks for Best of Arkansas Sports. He's been up there in Fayetteville covering this team for a long time. We'll just cut right to the chase, Andrew. Everybody knows what the big question is. What's the latest on Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson? Well, they're officially still in wait-and-see mode. That's the uh, term that uh, Sam Pittman likes to, to use. Uh, he has yet to use the C word concussion. Uh, he has purposely avoided it uh, for whatever reason. He has said that, you know, after the game, he said, well, he hit his head. And then on Monday said, well, he has mild symptoms. Uh, you could put two and two together there that 
Uh, he is probably in concussion protocol. Uh, they, it doesn't sound like he's been able to do much uh, this week. They're hopeful that he might be able to practice today, which is kind of uh, the last day, and today being Wednesday, uh, the last day that they, they need guys to participate in practice in order for them to play in the game that week. Uh, now, would they adjust that timeline for your starting quarterback? You know, if he could come back Thursday or Friday, maybe. But uh, as of right now, my gut tells me uh, he's not going to play, especially with the increased, uh, you know, scrutiny of, of concussions and how those things are handled. We've all seen what happened with Tua in the NFL. Uh, I think they're going to err on the side of caution and uh, probably going to see a healthy dose of the backups, you know, Cade Fortin and, and Malik Hornsby. All right, so talk us through those two guys. Hornsby is a, a name I'm familiar with. I've seen him in some of the packages that Arkansas has put out for him the past couple of years, but I know nothing about Fortin. Who is he, and and, and what what role is he going to play this weekend? Well, this is a very interesting situation right now. It's uh, something that all Arkansas fans are talking about. I've actually covered it extensively. If, if y'all want to go check it out at bestofarkansasports.com. Um, so Malik is the, the guy they recruited. He's a redshirt sophomore. This is his third year in the program. Super fast. I mean, he's, he's got elite speed. Uh, quite, I mean, he's got a good arm. Uh, it's maybe not the most accurate. Uh, and that's, I think, one reason we've seen Cade Fortin, who is technically actually a walk-on, um, but he transferred in from South Florida. He began his career at North Carolina as a scholarship quarterback. He was a four-star recruit on ESPN, three-star recruit everywhere else. Uh, started a couple of games in North Carolina, transferred, started a couple of games at South Florida, transferred, uh, needed a place to, to land as a, a fifth-year guy. And uh, Arkansas had a need this offseason, uh, and they, they brought him in for depth. And uh, he really has impressed the coaching staff, even dating back to spring ball and, and throughout fall camp. He actually had a better uh, passing efficiency, better completion percentage than Malik Hornsby during fall camp. So it, it Kind of, there were signs there that even though Malik Hornsby was listed as the backup behind KJ Jefferson on the depth chart, that it was actually Cade Fortin, and we learned that for sure on on Saturday when KJ went out and Fortin was the guy they brought in. Uh, he's more of a he's probably more of the passing quarterback, whereas Malik is more of the running quarterback. Uh, he's not he's not anything like super special. Like there's a reason he didn't stick as a starter at either North Carolina or South Florida. But he is a serviceable, you know, solid backup in my opinion. He's not he's probably not gonna get you beat, but he may not win you a game if that makes sense. He's kind of more of a game manager type. Uh solid arm, you know, the, the receivers seem to like catching passes from him. Uh he just doesn't and he's he's a competent runner too. Like he's not just, you know, a, a statue back there. He he can move. He had an, an eight or nine yard run against uh, Alabama um uh, on Saturday. So uh but it's not anything like Malik with the the game breaking speed that we've seen several times. You know, he showcased it in, in several other games and packages. They've tried to use him as a wide receiver this year because he's got that good of speed. They just want him on the field. Uh, that package really hasn't worked. It, it, they use it a little bit in the first couple of weeks, but then it's kind of fizzled since then. Uh, so it, it basically asked Sam Pittman earlier this week, like, what's Malik's role moving forward? And his answer was something along the lines of, well, he's a quarterback. So that tells me they're they're <laughs> going to use him at quarterback. And I think we're going to see both of them, but I would imagine we're going to see more Fortin than Hornsby unless they just, you know, things are going horribly wrong and they need to to switch things up. 
whoever is behind center, you know, he's got some weapons around him. Rocket Sanders, obviously one of the best running backs in the SEC. There hasn't been anybody, and I didn't think there was going to be anybody that just sort of stepped into Traylon Burke's role. I thought that would have to be something they would have to sort of do as a group. But tell us a little bit about the Arkansas wide receivers. Who's the main man in that group? Well, if if they had a main man, I would tell you. Uh, but I <laughs> think they're still waiting for one to emerge. I mean, as you said, I don't think anyone thought that there was going to be another Traylon Burks. I mean, he's a once-in-a-lifetime type guy. Probably, in my in my opinion, the best wide receiver to ever come through Arkansas. So you're not going to just replace that with one guy. They, they've needed multiple guys to step up, and we've seen glimpses. I mean, Jaden Hazelwood, the transfer from Oklahoma, former five-star recruit, is the guy they probably thought would, would hopefully step into that role, and he's had good moments, but I don't look at him and go, wow, that guy's a, a superstar. Uh, you know, the, uh, Matt Landers, a, a transfer from uh, Toledo who began his career at Georgia, uh, has really good speed, especially for six foot five. And you thought that, okay, this guy's going to be a really big weapon. He had a big game against Missouri State, over 100 receiving yards. But since then, really not much. Uh, Warren Thompson is another guy, you know, former uh, top 100 recruit that began his career at Florida State, transferred in, uh, had some good moments last year, uh, some shaky moments as well. This year they expected him to really step up, and we haven't seen it yet. Uh, He actually didn't play last week. He's banged up. I think he's going to be available to play against Mississippi State. Uh, then you've got Keetron Jackson. He's probably the guy that I've been most impressed by, especially lately. Uh, he's a four-star recruit. He's in his second year at Arkansas, sophomore. And he's had touchdown catches in the past two games, and they've been on pretty solid, you know, good plays uh, by him. And he caught, I think, four passes against Alabama. Just He's starting to look like a dude. And they haven't really had anybody step up and look like that yet. Uh, so those those are your top guys, and you got to mention Trey, uh, Trey Knox at tight ends. Uh, he's also a weapon for him, and and I don't think we've seen the best of Trey Knox yet either. Uh, he had a really good week one against Cincinnati, has been okay since then, but not the guy that I think he's capable of being. So they they do have weapons, but they don't have a true number one target for KJ or, or whoever's back there playing quarterback. I can't imagine it sounds like a good thing to be playing an air raid team. <laughs> when uh, you're the the one of the worst pass defenses in the country, but that's what Arkansas has been this year. They're an interesting pass defense in that it feels like they either get the quarterback on the ground or they give up a big play, and it doesn't feel like a lot of in between. Let's start up front with them. Mississippi State's offensive line had its best game of the season last week against Texas A&M. Tell us about the Arkansas defensive line and, and those linebackers who are, who I think are really really good and how they're going to try to get after Will Rogers. Well, they have been able to get after the quarterback this year. That's probably been the most pleasant surprise of the season you know, on either side of the ball was just, just how well they've been able to get after the quarterback. Uh, they've already got, uh, I think, what, 18 sacks, something like that. They A lot more than uh, they had at this point last year. They're probably going to blow past last year's total, uh, getting close to it already. Uh, and, and I think the transfers have been a massive, massive uh, part of that. Uh, up front on the defensive line, Landon Jackson, a transfer from LSU, uh, didn't really do much last year as a true freshman uh, at for the Tigers, but now at Arkansas he's really getting a chance, and, and I think he's improving every week. Uh, Jordan Dominic, a transfer from Georgia Tech, uh, he's an older guy that has shown some skills in pass rushing situations. He's not an every-down guy, but if he's in the game, he's going to get after the quarterback. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Terry Hampton in the middle of the defense, transfer from Arkansas State, he's been big. And they've, they've had a few guys that have been on campus for a while that have have stepped up and played better. You know, Zach Williams, for one, he's a 
a guy that has been here forever, it seems like. Uh, but really, when you talk about the pass rush, you have to talk about Drew Sanders at linebacker. Um, that guy is absolutely incredible. He might be the best player on the team on either side of the ball. He, he truly is a special talent who uh, Mel Kuyper recently included him. I think he put him at number 14 in his draft prospects. So he's a legitimate first-round prospect. Arkansas has not had a first-round linebacker since 1983. And wow. uh, he has been just phenomenal, flies around the field, just got great speed, is able to track people down. He had a sack of Bryce Young uh, before Bryce Young got hurt last week that was one of the more impressive plays I've seen a linebacker make at Arkansas in my now 11 seasons covering the team. I mean, he tracked them down in the flats, in open field, and you just don't see that happen very often, especially against a guy as good as Bryce Young. So he's been incredible. And then, of course, Bumper Pool is a guy uh, Mississippi State fans know really well. I think he's got like 40 tackles in the last three games against the Bulldogs combined, including back in 2020 when, when Arkansas upset the, uh, upset the Bulldogs down in Starkville, he had 20 tackles in that game. So he is a very good COVID senior guy in his fifth year of playing. Uh, so they, they've got a pretty good front seven that, that's pretty solid. It's just the guys behind them that have been the issue. I thought Bumper Pool was that linebacker that was drafted in 1983. That feels like how long he's been <laughs> at Arkansas. Been pretty there much. Um, the back end, though, that's where the problems are. And obviously the loss of Jalen Catalan was a huge one for Arkansas. But this secondary, it just had issues. There's been injuries. What can they do Saturday against Mississippi State? Uh, um, if I had that answer, I think I'd be on the staff because they, they are looking for answers right now. Um, they, I mean, you mentioned Jalen Catalan going down for the season. Uh, Ladarius Bishop is another guy that started quite a bit last year at corner. He's out for the season. Uh, they've had Miles Slusher banged up here at, uh, multiple times, You know, first with what was presumed to be a concussion and now as a calf injury. I would be surprised if he plays in this game. You know, Other guys, Latavius Brini, the transfer from Georgia, has been in and out. Um, i trying to think there's been other guys too, but uh, it's, it's tough. I mean, they've got a guy that I think is really, really good in Dwight McLeathern, the LSU transfer at corner. He's got three interceptions, including one against Bryce Young, a really impressive play. Um that's it's going to be tough. They basically they need to make sure they keep guys in front of them. That's been their biggest issue. I know that sounds simple, but they have let so many receivers get by them. And when they face a good quarterback, they make them pay. I mean, Bryce Young had 170 passing yards in barely over a quarter. He was going to go for 600 if he had stayed healthy in that game. I fully believe that. Um, and there's been other times where, like you know, against Cincinnati, that they get they let guys by them but the quarterback just missed the receiver. Uh, I don't think Will Rogers is going to do that if he gets the opportunity. I know that's not necessarily Mississippi State's game, but uh, that that could be a factor uh, in this week. Uh, and also tackling has been an issue too. They need to really be sure tacklers. That's really helped them in the past against Mississippi State because they like to dink and dunk, as you all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they keep them in front of them and make sound tackles, then that that's – that's the recipe for success, but that, again, is easier said than done because they've really struggled with it the first five weeks of the season. I've been asking every guest this uh, all season long. When we do our preview show, we do a thing we call the X Factor, a player who, not necessarily the offensive or defensive player of the game, but just somebody you could see making a big play that makes a difference in this game. Who would be that be for Arkansas on Saturday? Oh, man, I – I've, I've talked about him a lot already, but Drew Sanders, at linebacker, uh, I think he is that kind of guy. He can get after the quarterback. I could see him making plays in the passing game, especially if they try those shorter 
passes and stuff like that. I, I really see Drew Sanders being a difference maker in this game. Uh, you know, if I had to pick one for offense, I think Rocket Sanders, I know we kind of glossed over him earlier. He has been phenomenal. Leads the SEC in rushing right now. He's had a 100-yard game in four or five weeks this season. Uh, so I think he's he's phenomenal and, and could be a real big key because uh, the best way to, to cover your, your struggling defense is to keep him off the field, and you do that by controlling the clock on the ground. And I think Rocket Sanders is going to be a huge part of that. We will see what happens on Saturday at Davis Way Stadium. Big game. Early in the morning, I guess as early as it can get on Saturday morning, Mississippi State and Arkansas. Andrew Hutchinson, check him out at NWA Hutch. If you want to follow him on Twitter to get Arkansas stuff this week. Thanks for joining me, man. Always appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right. Thanks to Andrew. Appreciate his time. And you heard it there. Not expecting KJ Jefferson. Any team loses its starting quarterback. Mississippi State loses Will Rogers. Bryce Young goes, I mean, Alabama might be a little different, I guess, but I mean, at Ole Miss, if Jackson Dart went down, if Jaden Daniels went down at LSU, it's just a blow. It, it hurts. And for, for an Arkansas team that's kind of reeling a little bit, like you alluded to in the first part of the show, they're started, they have to start asking themselves, like, how much more How much more can we take? I feel like they're sort of like Job at this point. <laughs> yeah, and in, in the last two years, they had, like, the hardest schedule in the league. Um, so, you know, it's 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 tough, but Another thing is, you know, what what are they going to do at quarterback if it's KJ Je- if KJ Jefferson's out? Right. I mean, you, have you, you Malik, heard what, Malik what Andrew Hornsby. had to say. Thinks it'll be Cade Fortin to get the start, but they will definitely play Malik Hornsby in this game. I mean, I, I just don't see how they're going to settle into anything because you got two guys with vastly different skill sets there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and and for Mississippi State, I mean, you can say, well, that's going to be tough to defend, but I think a a one-dimensional Arkansas will be much easier for Mississippi State's defense to defend. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far, I'm looking here, and Millie Camp- Hornsby has not thrown the football yet. Right. He's, he's run it three times for 21 yards, and he's five for 12 in his entire career. So he's that's not going to be a guy that's going to be a tremendous threat to <clears throat> throw the football. Right. And their passing offense is not – quite what it was last year. Obviously, when you lose one of the best wide receivers in the country, that's mm-hmm. going to be the case. But, you know, according to some of their media that I that I follow, and we have a, a fantastic um, Arkansas site on 247, probably, you know, one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. They, they said that it was very evident that Malik Hornsby was upset on the sideline the right. other day. So right. then you start creeping into that. Is he going to be – upset out there is you know what's the team chemistry going to be like but anytime you There's lose so a guy many like, questions Robbie so I many mean, you, you lose a guy like KJ Jefferson it's going to be a blow uh, you're not going to be a better team because of it he's Robbie, go ahead, thrown man. for over a thousand yards nine touchdowns rushed for 312 that's a that's a huge missing piece and uh, if he's out of the game it's going to be tough you mentioned uh, the twenty four seven staff there. I'll give I'll give that a plug. Uh, if you go back and listen to to uh, Wednesday's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi podcast, we had Trey Biddy on with us from the Arkansas site. Uh, so we'll have some even more information there uh, as well. I just I'm just I'm just trying to figure out the way here for for, for Arkansas. You know, I'm just trying to see a path for them. And honestly, I don't. I, tomorrow's prediction day, Robbie, but. I, I, unless something changes dramatically in the next 24 hours, I'm picking Mississippi State to win, and I might be leaning towards picking them big. 
if if KJ's out, I might pick them big. Uh, I just think that's going to be a huge blow for them. For for Arkansas to have success, they got to have what happened in 2020. They got to have turnovers early in the game, and even then, it, it might be tough because in that game, things just kind of blew up for KJ Costello. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that pick six in that first possession, you started to feel like, oh crap. Yeah. They they might actually win this game. Um, so I mean that's what it's gonna take for them to win on the road in the SEC against a, a state team that I think is is refocused and is playing some really good football offensively. The defense has uh, that you know, kind of that Mississippi State defensive feel to it. They play with a little chip on their shoulder, they play with an edge, they're hard hitting, they might give up a big play or two, but you're going to feel this Mississippi State defense the next day. And, yeah. I mean, we saw that with Max Johnson last week was just getting absolutely popped. Yeah. And I think whenever uh, – if Cade Fortin is the guy, I think you're going to see some all-out blitzing. I think, I think they're going to do everything they can to make that kid un- uncomfortable. And then, you know, if, if Malik Hornsby's out there, they're going to have to be very disciplined because they're going to run the, the read – and they got two guys back there that can really break it and have some big plays. So you got two different style quarterbacks to prepare for. This offense doesn't really change, though, no matter who's at quarterback. Just yeah. what they do with it is, is what changes. They like to run some trickery. They like to put some eye candy out there, a lot of pre-snap motion, things like that to try to throw a defense off. Um, Kendall Bryles is one of the best play callers in the business. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do everything they can to mask their deficiencies. Yeah. So it's going to be a nice little chess match there between Zach Arnett and Kendall Browles. I like Mississippi State's defense if KJ Jefferson's not playing. I really like Mississippi State's offense in this game. So right now, I mean, I'm leaning towards Mississippi State as well, and we'll discuss that further, I guess, uh, tomorrow. That's what we'll do. Tomorrow's three P's playmakers, uh, pre- I'm sorry, preview playmaker and prediction for Mississippi State, Arkansas. Huge game here in. Starkville as the Bulldogs look to continue some some momentum into this really tough stretch of the season. We'll do that tomorrow, though. So until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.